When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Tuesday, everybody. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Welcome back to work. What's up, Welcome Yashes. back to your week. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Fancy. Now I feel like, you know, we can start the day right. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, so we've heard a lot about Kanye West from other people's words, but we are actually... <laughs> mostly our own. Yeah, right. But we are actually hearing about Kanye West in his own words, uh, thanks to David Letterman. Yeah, I'm really uh, excited for the second season of uh, David Letterman's show, only because apparently we're going to get some truth bombs from uh, some of our favorite celebrities. And by favorite celebrities, I mean celebrities we sometimes uh, love to hate on. Uh, but in this case, Kanye West... It's not that there's anything particularly surprising, I think, from where we sit in terms of what we learn from Kanye. However, he is speaking very uh, plainly about his bipolar disorder and why that probably has a lot to do with a lot of these sort of Kanye things that we generally roll our uh, the eyes basically roll out of our head over. So I think it's it's kind of refreshing to hear him put that into context um, his struggle with bipolar disorder. And he said, um, here's just a, a little bit of a quote from his interview with David Letterman. If you don't take medication every day to keep you at a certain state, you have a potential to ramp up and it can take you to a point where you can even end up in the hospital. Um, he goes on to talk about, um, th- there is this point at which I think he leaves the sort of realm of you know, uh, generic conversation about mental health and the importance of doing right by yourself. Right. So taking your medication, getting treatment, all of those things. And then he sort of does the Kanye thing, which is, um, focus on Kanye. Kanye. It's what he does best. And magical thinking, particularly, this is a, you know, disease that Kanye suffered from suffers from no more or less perhaps than most Americans or many Americans, the magical thinking of, uh, in some cases, how mental illness feeds his creativity. Right. Um, and he says at one point, like, uh, let's see, when you ramp up, it expresses your ramp up. And apparently ramp up must be referring to his bipolar disorder, um, like manic episodes. Yeah, right. That's what I, that's how I was interpreting it. 
he says, uh, when you ramp up, it expresses your personality more. You can become almost more adolescent in your expression. This is my specific experience that I've had over the past two years because I've only been diagnosed for two years now, which that's, you know, again, not shocking, but eye opening and enlightening because it kind of puts con- Kanye into context. Yeah. Kanye text. Oh my gosh, I can't will. believe that's not going to be context his next text with a his next album. Context. Um, he talks about some of his like manic episodes. He talks about being hyper paranoid when you're in the state. You're hyper paranoid about everything. I mean, it literally does sort of explain why. And I, but again, the reason I say I don't think it's very um, shocking is that at the time Kanye was having his manic episodes, I think we all knew that that's what was happening, right. whether it was diagnosed or not, whether that was appropriate or not. I think most sane, uh, rational people could look at that behavior. You know, the tweet storms, the like going on TMZ and having that long interview about how slavery was a choice, just like all the weird stuff that was going on that used to be sort of washed away. And this is why I think this is so timely. This is why I think this interview with David Letterman is such a good idea. Because we are now in a time and a place where we're able to talk about these things and put them into the proper context. It used to be that you saw behavior like Kanye's and you thought, oh, he's a genius. And geniuses are, you know, mad sometimes. And you just have to let them sort of, you know, do the whole thing. And it's like, well, no, genius and mental illness, while culturally we've linked those two, that's not necessarily the case, right? That's a huge leap. Right. And so now I think him being open about his mental illness, um, talking about his bipolar uh, diagnosis, that allows to us to put him in context and to have separate conversations about mental health. Apart from who he is as a, you know, uh, an artist yeah. or someone that we like to poke our fingers at occasionally and roll our eyes at. I think, you know, one of the things that he, that he taught when he's talking about uh, the process of, as he calls it, like ramping up when he's been off of his meds and maybe um, he's not assisted by drugs, mm-hmm. which are useful in helping manage mental illness. Um, and certainly nothing to be ashamed of anymore you'd, than you'd be ashamed for taking an aspirin if your head hurts. Um, I, what is interesting to me is the identi- identifying himself as most creative when he's in that that manic swing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that addresses a fear I think a lot of times people have about medicating. Mm-hmm. That they'll lose who yeah. they are. When really, I mean that has proven to be kind of a distraction from our angle. So it's interesting to hear him speak about it as himself saying when I'm in those spaces, that's when I'm most creative when he's in those spaces and we're watching, it's a whole different experience Mm -hmm. from what he's having. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And in fact, he, he, uh, he says something which then made me want to have another conversation, which is, He's, you know, describing these manic episodes. He's sort of saying that that contributes to his creativity, right? He's linking those two in a way that I don't think is very helpful, but, but is understandable because it's something our, I think we've said for like years. And he says, quote, that's just the reality. If you want these crazy ideas and these crazy stages, this crazy music and this crazy way of thinking, there's a chance it might come from a crazy person. And I just thought that was, I mean, I get what he's saying and like, you know, maybe just take it for what it's worth. But to me, that's just a really bad frame, because what that says is it reinforces a notion that people with mental illness are crazy. Yep. 
It also reinforces the notion that your mental illness is the source of your creativity. Right. And this is something I've thought about. Like, you know, I certainly have dealt with mental illness in my life and do. But but I've also dealt with um, addiction in my life. And you will often hear people who when they get sober, they're like, oh, I'm not going to be able to be myself anymore. I'm not going to have any fun. I'm not going to be creative. And I found it to be the exact opposite. The moment that I was able to be sober and have a clear mind, part of which was dealing with mental illness as well as a sort of additional offshoot of that. That's when I was actually able to be the most creative. The most creative I've ever been in my life is one, being sober, two, being um, honest and dealing with uh, medically my mental illness issues. And so I I don't like it when people like Kanye will right. use this as like some sort of narrative to their their behavior. Right. It's like no, your behavior. <clears throat> I don't even know that we can say your d bag behavior that we will talk about on a regular mm-hmm. basis on the show is as a, as a direct result of your mental illness because there are many people struggling with bipolar disorder who don't say slavery is a choice, for example. Right. Right. So like I think it's important. What I'm saying is to unconnect or disconnect Mm -hmm. those two conversations mental illness creativity yeah they are not connected they're not linked in the way that we that that we hear people linking them i think it is fair to say again i am no expert uh but i think it is probably fair to say that a lot of very creative people in our culture have struggled with mental illness but i have news for you A lot of people in our culture have dealt with mental illness. So to say, it's kind of like, you know, when people are like, oh, gay people, they're so creative. They love interior design. Well, that's because those might just be the only gay people you see. Right. 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 Whereas there there are are a lot of gay people who do a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, And there are also a lot of people who are good at interior design so i know it's kind of maybe not apples to apples but but that's kind of in other words there are many creative people who suffer from mental illness or bipolar disorder and there are many creative people who don't uh but the ones who we you know when we often hear the two conflated it's from people who are creative and have mental illness yeah or there are many people who aren't creative who have mental illness as well. Yeah. But we don't see their creations. Yeah. Because they didn't this create. This <laughs> notion of the tortured artist, yeah. I think, is a very strong sort of archetype in our society. Um, and I am not a, you know, sociologist, cultural anthropologist, whatever word re- is required or labeled to figure out the study of that particular um, archetype. But it is there. And so I'm interested and glad on the one hand that he's being open and honest about his mental illness because it allows us or people with a rational mind about Mm -hmm. such issues to put him in the context. But it also gives us a chance to talk about, you know, how we talk about mental Mm -hmm. illness. Yeah. Um, uh, We don't have a whole lot of time to dig deep into this and that's okay because we don't need to dig deep into this. I just do need to issue a little bit of a warning because Kanye has been doing these Sunday services for the past few months and we've been watching him bop around with a bunch of other people dressed exactly the same and singing. And we've seen his daughter North join in on some of the music, but I want you to know that North has been born, has been joined by many other children. They now have a whole children's choir Um, in the Sunday service. They are all wearing matching off-white tunics and Yeezy sneakers. And they're singing songs at Sunday service. 
for example, this song. They're singing Sinead O'Connor. All dressed Why? in matching off-white tunics and Yeezy sneakers. This is so It's weird. out of control. You guys... Protect your children. <laughs> that ain't normal. Who... I just want to know about these. I, I get why Kanye West would want to do this. Who are the people showing up that are like, yes, I'm fine with my kids wearing this stuff. But you also know that this is all invite only. Yeah, that's what I'm so, saying. Like, who's like, ooh, I got a golden ticket to this crazy cult. Ooh, just be aware, everybody. Check your surroundings. If Kanye comes to you and invites you to the service, ask many questions. Yeah, it ain't going to end well. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese has brought a dirt alert. It's all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a, it, trust me, real dirty. <laughs> all right, you guys, good afternoon. Um, I want to start with this Kanye West story. This is interesting. He is talking about. Um, his bipolar disorder and what these episodes do to him. Now he's getting really candid about his struggle. He's talked about mental health issues um, and he's explaining now exactly what happens to him when he goes on and off his medication. So Kanye West says, if you don't take medication every day to keep you at a certain state, you have a potential to ramp up and it can take you to a point where you even end up in the hospital. So we're hearing this from him as he's having a conversation with David Letterman in a season two episode of David Letterman's Netflix series, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman, which is a decidedly different tone from David Letterman on late night TV that we're used to. And Kanye West goes on and says, and you start acting erratic, as TMZ would put it. Um, And this was, you know, there was that big interview with Harvey Levin from TMZ on live TV last year when Kanye West claimed that slavery was a choice for black people. Yeah, that didn't go over well with anyone. He also said he became addicted to opioids after undergoing liposuction. And then Kim Kardashian later admitted, even though Kanye, you know, clarified his comments that that really took a toll on their marriage because she was like, what is going on? And I think, you know, that's, that is one isolated incident in life with someone who's dealing with bipolar disorder and trying to manage that through medication. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of things about this disorder that have taken a toll on their marriage as any illness takes a toll yeah. on yeah. marriages, right? Any illness. And I just, you know, you you start to get real sensitive when I get what he's talking about his particular case because that's a, it's his particular story. Yes. You just don't want to like draw too many broad conclusions about mental illness. From his one story. I'm not saying you, but I think sometimes the way he speaks, it's as if he's discovered something not only about himself, but about everyone else. And it's well, like, yeah. maybe that's just, you. well, he, he in general, I mean, this is aside from any sort of mental health issue. I think Kanye West has an inflated view of his importance in the world. A hundred fifty percent. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. When he is dealing with something or suffering from something that many others suffer from, I think he can come across as he's, you know, the only one and he is the poster child and he's so important because that's that's how he is. I mean, yeah. I think the thing that's troubling for me is, you know, with great power comes great responsibility now that he I mean, because he is in the position he's in and he is being more open about his bipolar disorder to also recognize that for many people, that might be the only information they get Mm -hmm. about what bipolar disorder is. And that again, to Bradley's point, just because this is Kanye West's version of his story with bipolar does not mean that this is the cookie cutter. No. Of bipolar disorder. He does say though, um, he went, when he goes through a severe episode, he founds that he becomes paranoid. And he's talking about in 2016 when he had that meltdown on stage during one of his concerts. Mm-hmm. He said, when you're in this state, you're hyper paranoid about everything. Everyone. This is my experience. Other people have different experiences. So that's good, Kanye. He recognizes mm-hmm. that. That's Everyone good. is now an actor. Everything's a conspiracy. You feel the government is putting chips in your head. You feel you're being recorded. You feel all these things. You have this moment when you feel everyone wants to kill you. You pretty much don't trust anyone. And then he did go on to say, though, to acknowledge that, and this is a complicated relationship, I think, with mental health and being an artist, because I think a lot of people who are great artists, we've seen this throughout time, also struggle with mental health issues. And Kanye West went on and said, that's just the reality. If you want these crazy ideas and these crazy stages, this crazy music and this crazy way of thinking, there's a chance it might come from a crazy person. And he laughs about it. I mean, so, you know, I I was... Just in reading this, and I didn't see the full interview because we're just seeing a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. It, I felt it was pretty self-aware in still that inflated Kanye West way, but really pretty self-aware. And, and you know, coming out and talking about mental illness, man, I mean, we've said it time and time again. Yeah. Can't, can't, you can't do wrong by talking about it. It's good that he's talking about his story in that it gives us the chance to sort of talk about the issue you just like calling yourself crazy. I mean, he's laughing, so hopefully he doesn't take that seriously, but uh, uh, other people will. Right. That's the, that's the thing I would be careful about is using the term crazy <laughs> around mental illness. Cause especially when we're in, a, when there are so many people who are trying to help break the stigma. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that's true. But I think his intent was maybe to approach it with a little bit of a sense of yeah. humor, which you sort of have to do in the midst of, you know, you know, you hear people like who are dealing with cancer say stuff that you're just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. That, Maybe wouldn't sound as good, but if you'd I'm see, really excited about the second series of uh, David Letterman's show because there was also a headline from uh, Ellen DeGeneres that she's got some deep stuff that yeah. she's talking about. Yes. So it seems like people are dropping some truth bombs. I think they are. They absolutely are. Um, Bachelorette was on last night and one contestant mysteriously sent packing. Hannah went on a one-on-one date with Tyler G. And then as like this little aside in an interview last night, she went on the one-on-one date last week. This little aside, she said, Tyler G had to leave. And that's upsetting because I really enjoyed my date with him. 
And then that was it. And there was no, no telling why he had to leave. It was very strange. He got the first one-on-one date. And then Twitter, of course, went nuts going, what is happening here? Fans saying, so we're just going to breeze right by the fact that Tyler G left without explanation. Hmm. Um, and uh, lots of people trying to figure out what is going on. So Reality Steve reported, oh, and I'm not going to give yes. you any spoilers about the season. I'm just going to tell you what he said about this Tyler G thing. Yes, um, That while the guys were out on the, a, a group date production came to the mansion and removed Tyler G from the show. They'd been given some information about his past relationships oh. and told him it wouldn't be good for him to remain on the show and he needed to leave immediately. Oh, well, you know, they've been burned before. So, look who at that? knows? That well, is interesting. Proactive action. There you go, guys. Thank you, Thank Elizabeth you. Reese. Thanks, we need somebody to play our 30 second pop culture challenge 651 641 1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you win a prize on My Talk 1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hey, y'all. And it's your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. On the phone today, Colleen. We've got Tina on the line. And what is Tina playing for? Tina, 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 Tina Bobina is playing for this. Ollie? A pair of run of engagement movie passes to see The Secret Life of Pets 2, which is out in theaters June 7th. All right, Tina, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Who played Opie in the Andy Griffith show? Uh, pass. Thank, thank You Next is a song by which singer? Ariana Grande. The musical Mamma Mia features the music of what band? Uh, ABBA. The Fortress of Solitude is a hangout for which superhero? Oh, gosh. Oh, this is not good. I pass. <laughs> Who played Carrie Bradshaw in Sex in the City? Um, Jessica Parker. Yeah, yeah, Jessica Parker. Who played Opie in The Andy Griffith Show? No idea, guys. The Fortress of Solitude is a hangout. Oh, Tina. Tina, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You did not get those. It sucks all when you just don't know it. You're like, I don't know. Oh, but uh, we can answer those questions so that those of you who have a burning yearning to know what the answers were will know. What's the answer to the first question? Uh, the answer to the question, who played Opie in the Andy Griffith show is... Ron Howard. And the Fortress of Solitude is... Superman. I wouldn't have gotten that one, but I would have just started spitting out some yeah, superheroes. Right. Batman, Superman, Superman, Batman. Just like that. Yeah. And now that we've answered all of those questions, uh, and by the way, Tina can have another chance to play tomorrow. We do it Tina. every day at 12.30 on the Colleen and Bradley show. Are you doing okay over there? Yeah, no, Tina, bring me some ham. Uh, now we can solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items that Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, let's do a confirmed blind Ooh, item after funsies. this long holiday weekend. That means we know who this blind item is about. Okay. Try to solve this mystery, Colleen let's and Bradley. This A-list mostly movie actor slash superhero slash frequent poster to social media spent nearly $100,000 on his sex dungeon. <gasps> oh, oh God, I hope this is true. I hope it's true. Who? Well, I want, I want to believe that it's Chris Evans. You want to believe? 
Yes! <laughs> and I would like a ticket to go there. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know if it's I opening mean, to the public. Tell me more. Okay, read the thing. All right. So Chris wow. Evans allegedly spent nearly one hundred thousand dollars on his personal sex dungeon. I think Bradley Trainer is Googling yes, Chris I, Evans sex dungeon. Did. I can hear him <laughs> typing. There's no nothing pictures? other than yeah, no, there's nothing. Sorry. Okay, well that's fine. We've just found the rabbit hole that Bradley will be. Chris Evans does like down. butts, though. That was a quote from an article that says if he doesn't have a sex dungeon or a foot fetish, he does like butts. So that's a thing. <laughs> this is fascinating. Do we know where this? Ca- you said it's confirmed. Yeah, this is a confirmed blind item. I would imagine that it's in his home somewhere and that Chris Evans lives somewhere in the greater Los Angeles County area. <laughs> That's all the information I have. Somebody get me to Chris right. Evans. Where does okay. he live? Let's, we're starting a Kickstarter. Get Bradley. I'm sure we're you not can a, What find... is that? A GoFundMe. We yeah. got to get Bradley Trainer to Chris Evans' sex dungeon. <laughs> so he lives in L.A.? I would think so. Tour Chris Evans's Los Angeles house. Watching the wheels spin in Bradley's <laughs> fantasy mind right now is okay. Here's the thing: I love Chris Evans because a he's hot, of course. B he's a great actor, superheroes, uh, whatever. Um, he just seems like a fun guy. Partially also because he's very vocal on social media and usually on the right side of things that I agree with. Right. So. You know, that makes me just love him even more. And a sex dungeon? <laughs> what else do you want to be better? According to a website called Pursuist.com, yeah. he lives in L.A. in Laurel Canyon. What's Laurel Canyon? Is that a particularly... It's a neighborhood. Okay. Are you being picky? It's No, not. I just I thought mean... maybe it's oh, like okay. a... You know, like a swingers neighborhood. Oh, like a or sex dungeon yeah. area. Is he like that maybe, you know, a lot No, of- he's not married. And I think that he's single because remember he was dating comedian Jenny Slate for quite some time, uh-huh. a couple years off and on. But now I don't think he has any relationship of note. Oh, there's a interview from March with E News why he's single. So we'll have to maybe Does it it's talk about a sex dungeon? dungeon? I don't know. That might turn a few people off. Now, Bradley it Trainer, depends on what Bradley kind of sex Trainer. dungeon. Can I be clear? I don't want to give the wrong impression because people are like, ooh, Bradley Trainer likes sex dungeons. Okay, so what would be the right you know, kind of sex like dungeon? Kind of like the sex dungeon, you know, like a... How do I describe I'm it? I'm just enjoying this. Go right ahead. Just like a like a PG-13 like more sex like a, dungeon. More like a sex amusement park is what you're thinking. Yeah, like, you a know, sex carnival. there's a feather yeah. duster and like, uh, you know, one of those, like a whip, but not like a whip whip. Right? <laughs> like a, one like of those a little whip? hand whips, like naughty. You're so naughty. Versus like, I'm going to kill you. Or like a ball gag. None of that. <laughs> You don't want or that. Like, you don't want anything that, that you have to people, like unlock or Houdini your way out of. Yes, or where they put the mask over your face. I don't like that stuff. That <laughs> stuff scares me. Or when people dress up like a dog. No. You don't want to have to have a safe word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you don't want to have like a dominant and a submissive. No, I sh- I, type of I realized very quickly that sounded kind of creepy. No, so you just want like a sex amusement park. Yeah. Like In some Chris whipped Evans cream. House. He's going to put whipped cream That's on your That's the nipples. kind of whip you're excited about. Yeah. Whipped cream. <laughs> That's, that is the whip in my sex dungeon. Cool whip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thanks for now that I've lived out that, that memory or fantasy yeah, memory. Oh, interesting Freudian slip, Bradley. Interesting. Mm.
Do we have another blind? <laughs> yeah, oh, that was fun for me. We got another blind item. Okay. All right, Colleen and Bradley, try to guess who this is in the following celebrity gossip mystery. This foreign-born, A-plus list, mostly movie actor wants an outrageous amount of money to appear in character for a film that's not entirely his own. The studio doesn't want to pay, so it's found an alternative that no one is really looking forward to. Oh, okay. Is this... Um, is A-literate this like a- foreign-born, okay. Yeah. So, foreign-born, A-plus list. Is it a... Is it a superhero film situation? Like, yeah. have we heard rumors about this? You know, I don't know if we've heard rumors okay. about this, but this guy is a superhero. He's not from the United uh-huh. States. Okay. And he but an A plus money. list, so mm-hmm. this has to be pretty obvious. Yeah. Uh, he is recently in a movie where mm-hmm. he's doing a voice. Okay. It's out right now. Okay. So it's like an Aladdin type movie that he might be voicing something for, uh, not Aladdin. No. Or the, nope. Okay. Oh wait. Yeah. No, there aren't voices. I was thinking Lion King. That's not it. No. Um, he's doing a voice in a movie that's out right now. A plus list. Yes. Foreign born, illiterate actor. Yes. This and has, uh, what continent is he from? North America. Oh. Oh. oh, Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Oh, sorry. Whoa. <laughs> Got hot there for a second. <laughs> yes, it's Ryan Reynolds. So, okay. let me fill in the blank for you. So, Ryan Reynolds wants an outrageous amount of money to appear as Deadpool mm-hmm. for a movie one may assume is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the studio doesn't want to pay it. Disney, not like they don't have any money to spare. So they're going to find an alternative that no one is looking forward to. So, so somebody's going to play Deadpool in a movie, I and it's not so. Ryan Reynolds. I, it, that looks like that That's might hilarious. be the case. That okay, doesn't that seem like a good move. Stupid to me, but nobody asked me. <laughs> no. Well, when has that ever been required? True. Good point. Can we do one more teeny tiny one? Yeah. Okay. Good. It's not teeny tiny, but let's uh, try to speculate about this celebrity gossip mystery, Colleen and Bradley. We've got a former A-plus list, mostly movie actress, who is probably permanent A-minus list. She doesn't really act that much anymore, but she decided to party this week for the first time in a long time and nearly had to be hospitalized because of some coke that had been cut with something that caused several others at her home to also get sick. Uh Uh-oh. Now, there are a couple names being thrown out, but... There's one lead contender that's really taken the cake. Okay. Yeah. So she is a former A plus list, mostly movie actress, but now she's permanent A minus. Meaning we're always going to um, know who this person is, even though she doesn't act a lot anymore. Would it be Angelina Jolie? Uh, okay. No. Um, this person was really big in the 90s. Okay. Julia and- Roberts? No, and she doesn't act that much anymore. Oh, You'll see um, her at parties occasionally. I even think she likes to get goopy. Oh. oh. It's a goopy gown. <laughs> no. And this person also has had some notorious parties at her homes in the past. Is she from a famous family? Mm, yes, in as much as she's tried to make her... Is this a Demi Moore? Daughter's celebrities. Oh. Oh. I'm filling the blank for you. So Demi Moore decided to party this week. God, she just can't win. For the first time. Mm -hmm. In a long time. And nearly had to be hospitalized because of some coke that had been cut with something that caused several others at her home to also get sick.
Oh, okay. just some gossip there. All righty. Well, thank you for that hot gossip there, Holly. When hot we come gossip. back on the Colleen I don't and think Bradley that was show, the hottest part of that segment. True. That's true. True. Somewhere in Laurel Canyon, there's a sex dungeon with my name on it. Just let that sit there. <laughs> when we come back uh, from sex dungeons to Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, well, the opposite of, of a sex dungeon. <laughs> um, okay. I think that we need to go through an Instagram post with a fine-tooth comb because they're trying to tell us a different story on the Colleen and... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Bradley Show, my talk 107.1. Oh, we have got to talk about Jonas. Oh, our yeah. favorite fake relationship to discuss. Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, and I want you to listen very closely to a post written by Nick Jonas okay. as a tribute to Priyanka Chopra on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, Didn't they have an so, anniversary or something? Well, it was they were apparently they are celebrating their one-year dating anniversary. <laughs> which <laughs> Incidentally, they've been married for how many months? So adorable. Mm. They've been married for five seconds. Like when did they get married again? February, December, December. December. Okay, and we're just a year of dating. Okay, now how did they meet? Just quick reminder. Well, fresher course. The official party line is that he slid into her DMs. I think after the they were forced to be together at the um uh. Gala. Met Gala. That's right. There you yeah. go. Thank you. I'm, try, I'm trying to give him a clue. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the schmaltzy post by Nick Jonas okay. on his Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. One year ago today, I went to go see Beauty and the Beast at the Hollywood Bowl with a group of my friends. Pause. Okay. Interesting. I don't think I've heard this one before. I don't either. One of those friends was the woman that would become my best friend, my confidant, my muse, my beautiful wife. <sighs> I am so grateful for our journey together so far. You make me smile every day and you inspire me to be the best version of myself. I am honored to be your husband. I love you. Heart emoji. <laughs> um, excuse me. None of that sounded familiar. No, specifically, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, no. All the lies in between the sounded lies. familiar. Yes. But, but the, the Hollywood story, Bowl thing, I don't remember that actually. They've never pushed that story. And I'm I'm looking through, first of all, what was playing at the Hollywood Bowl then? Do we know? It says Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Okay. It must have been one of those sing-along experiences. Well, that made me wonder, did our good friend Melissa Peterman, was oh, she there? Well, let's fire off a text to her unless you're listening melissa peterman in which case you just better be listening just text <laughs> yes that would have uh, happened on may 25th last year zoe deschanel kelsey Grammer, tay diggs rebel wilson and jane krakowski so the interesting thing uh-huh. about this is when you type in 
in quotes because that's that's a Google trick Uh-oh. that I learned a long time ago. Okay, you know, you put the quotes around Nick Jonas and Hollywood Bowl, and nothing from a long time ago pops up. It's all. To your point, I think the point that you're trying to make is that this is the first we've heard of this yeah. notion that they met at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, and that that was part of their dating story. Also, when was the Met Gala that they supposedly like hooked up at? That was a year ago, like a few weeks ago, right? Isn't that where they started dating? Wasn't that the story we were supposed to know? Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. See, all of this is very suspicious. Well, that's because it's all lies. I know. They can't keep their lies straight now. We can't even keep their lies straight. I know. So in response to his big lie, uh, that would be Nick Jonas's big lie. Priyanka Chopra felt like she needed to also meet him in lying space. And so she also posted her very own happy anniversary note to him happy dating anniversary um and it's a picture of her with mariah carey what what so then i went on to read the best husband ever a hashtag is it lamely is that what they call themselves the the people who follow mariah carey i thought those were those dolls that look like babies so too the lamely no lamely was the like Oh, what was the Lamely doll? Anyway, tell me the... Okay, anyway, she's like, uh, a Lamely member's dream came true. Even though he was busy and we were apart, he made sure I celebrated our one-year anniversary with my fave, the incomparable Mariah Carey, hashtag Mimi. You are amazing. So lovely meeting you, and thank you for the incredible show. You will always be my baby, Nick Jonas. Happy one-year love. Okay, so she was able to make their one-year dating anniversary actually all about Mariah Carey and herself. Well, yeah. I mean, she's name dropping. She's, she's a fame who, uh, you know, I don't like to use that word too much, but <laughs> the fame who are part of that, I think is appropriate because she's always dropping names, famous names, uh, and always everything connected to their relationship is a sponsored content moment or a celebrity publicity moment, right? Like these people don't have any organic moments. Like even like the, the, I'm trying to think of a better example, but like maybe Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, like they do the, you know, like when you, when you give people like it's our anniversary and then you share like a heartwarming story, but it's probably not true, but it's still a heartwarming organic sounding story. Like it sounds like it could have happened right? versus like, Oh my, my husband gave me the best anniversary gift ever a night with Mariah Carey. That's just not right. That's just like not relatable, but she wants you to make it. It's just a weird, no holds barred celebrity publicity excess experience. Right. Yeah. Yes. We see you, Priyanka Chopra. Yeah. Which just Don't name it worry. and claim it. You Be can like, take a break if you need to. This is the thing. I keep telling celebrities. Oh. I'm snapping now. Oh. oh. I tell Happy celebrities. Tuesday. What do I always tell celebrities? Act like it. Right? Like yes. don't don't you don't gotta convince me that you're just like me. On occasion, if you are great, but most of the time I want to know what kind of life you're living that I ain't ever gonna yeah, live. Yeah, Bradley Trainer doesn't want to know how you're like him. He wants I got all the. I got enough of those people around me. They'll tell you all about how relatable they are. Did you wipe your butt today? Yes, I did. (laughs) Priyanka Chopra, Priyanka Chopra, don't because she got people for that. Yeah, that's what you want. You want your celebrities 
snotty, full of money, yeah. and uh, privilege. Just be like, look what I got that you don't have. Mariah Unapolo- Carey, bitches! Unapologetic. I'd be like, woo, look at her. Yeah, She's they're doing lucky. it wrong. They're all doing it wrong. You're right, Bradley. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, did you binge anything over the three-day weekend? Six Other five one. food. Yes. With your eyeballs or your ear holes. Did you watch, <laughs> did you binge watch anything or listen to something? 6516. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy, you don't even need an interview. So, what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm Bonnie Curry, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.